Well, God brought me here this morning because there is a word of the Lord for you. I got up yesterday morning with a scripture ringing in my mind. And it's found in Proverbs 25, 25. Just like cold water to a weary soul. Just like cold water to a weary soul in a hot summer afternoon. So is good news from a far country. There is good news coming to Malaysia, to your life, to the church, and to everyone listening in this message this morning. If you believe, shout Amen. I said there is a good news coming. You have heard bad news the last three years, the last 30 years. But this morning, God sent me here for somebody here. Don't despair. Don't give up. There is good news even for Malaysia. The Rose of Sharon is a flower called hibiscus. Or hibiscus is called Rose of Sharon. Just in case you don't know. Nothing just happened in life in our nation. Whoever was prompted to pick hibiscus as the symbol of Malaysia, Singapore pick orchid, Malaysia pick hibiscus. Now, there are hundreds, probably thousands of flowers you could have picked from. Why hibiscus? The person who selected it, was it a coincidence? Or was it God's incident? Now, this morning, God gave me a very amazing prophecy. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the big Rose of Sharon is going to come and see the Rose, the small Rose of Sharon in Malaysia. In other words, the Kairos time of Malaysia is around the corner. It's a time of fulfillment of the prophetic destiny that God has for Malaysia. Do you believe? Shout Amen. Recently, I had an encounter, uh, uh, an experience. I believe it's a sign from God that He is with us in Malaysia. I sent my car for a checkup, which I normally do before I go for a, a, a outstation trip. And I know this mechanic for more than 20 years. We are good friends. And that morning when I sent the car, it was just opened the shop and it was the first day. So as usual, he asked me where I'm going. I said, I'm going out station. He says, hey, this is not a good time to travel. The, the cases of COVID is still high. I said, well, my God protects me, so don't worry, not time to die, you won't die. I'm 61, by the way, so healthy. And he checked, and he opened up the bonnet, and I noticed he keep on looking into my car. I said, I said why are you looking into my car? Is there somebody? So I peeped, there's nobody. So he quickly finished, and he chased me, I said, that's very unusual. Usually, there's no customers. We'll talk until the cow comes home. 
and now he's chasing me. He says, go, go, go. I said, why? He says, there is a ghost. There is somebody seated in the car. You see, my hair is standing. He said, go, go, quick, quick, quick. For, for him, a Chinese is sway, you know, is pantang, is, is a guaya, guaya. I said, hey, relax, friend, relax. This is not guaya, this is not ghost. This is my angel. So I got into the car. I said, I looked at the back and said, Hi, angel. Blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. About a week later, I went back to see him to ask more questions. Hey, I said that day when you saw that man inside, are you sure you, you, didn't, you didn't take drugs or alcohol in the morning, that morning that you, you were dizzy? I said, can you please describe me the man that you saw in the car? He says, well, he has white hair. He's, he's wearing a robe. He, he was a very stern. His face looks, looks uh, very familiar. He looks like a Malay man. Wow, Malay angel, Malaysian angels. There is hope, church. There is hope. Give Jesus a wonderful clap offering. I'm going to share you a song that God gave me, a prophetic song that the Lord gave me. You see, when Malaysia was going through a very difficult stage, I asked the Lord for a song that will be prophetic and there will be a point of focus where we can release our faith and our hope. Alright, enjoy this song. And this song is also found in, in our CD here, which you can get a copy. Siapa cepat, dia dapat. Very limited. Actually, it's already out of stock, but I just saw there's quite a few copies left. And in that song afterwards, you see from the YouTube, you'll see the hibiscus flower. So, so pay attention. Catch the hibiscus flower, alright? It's prophetic. Thank you, worship team. Uh, thank you, media. Just put that song on.
Truly, God will bless Malaysia and His glory will be seen through our land. Amen. Your prayers are not wasted. Your fasting are not wasted. I've been praying for Malaysia for the last 42 years. How can God not answer our prayers and your prayers? Amen. Give Jesus a wonderful clap. There is hope. This is my message this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, there is hope. Now, come with me to the book of Job. And if you can see the screen, we can read together. Alright, can we all read together? One, two, three. For there is hope for a tree. It is cut down that it will sprout again, and that its tender shoots will not cease, though its roots may grow old in the earth, and its stem may die in the ground. Yet, at the scent of water, you will bud and bring forth branches like a tree, like a plant. Now, this scripture is taken from Job. It was Job's declaration. It was a prophetic word. What do you mean by that? Now, Job, as you know, the background, he, his ten children died in one day. Ayo. 
I don't know how anybody can take that. His 10 children died in one day. Secondly, his well was wiped up overnight. Share market went bankrupt. His livestock, everything gone. Bankrupt overnight. Money gone, children gone. And then health. His health was affected. The whole body was full of boils. Now, can you imagine what to live for? Health gone, children gone, and money gone. That's all we live for, right? Chinese and Indians and Malays and Americans. That's all we live for, isn't it? Our children, our wealth, our health. What hope? The wife comes along and says, why don't you curse God and die? No, don't, don't judge her. Don't blame her. She said, Job says, I'll not curse God and die. I'll worship God and live. I'll worship God and live. Job 1.20, the Bible says, Job raised his hand, blessed the Lord and worshipped God. Excuse me, you mean you can worship God when your children come back with straight Fs? I know, you get straight A's. You mean you can worship God when something says you've got two months to live? You mean you can worship God when things don't work your way? Hey, we worship God not because of the blessing, not because of the scholarship, not because of breakthroughs. We worship God because He is worthy of our praise and worship. Amen? We worship Him at the valley of tears, at the mountain of victory and glory. We worship Him because He is the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. He alone is worthy. Amen? But that's not the end of the story. Job declared, okay, no hope, like a tree that is cut down, just a stump left. Yet, at the scent of the water, new life begin. There is hope in the hopeless situation. Don't give up. There's hope. Many years ago, I was praying for my mother's salvation. And for more than 20 years, I prayed for my mother's salvation. I did everything under the sun that I knew. I brought preachers, I fast, I prayed, I witnessed to her. I tell her everything, but nothing moves her. She said, I'll live and die, worshipping my idols. And above all, she had so many emotional baggages. She was, an, she was a given at birth, so she, she grew up with the orphan spirit. And Anyway, I'm not going to do that detail, but I honestly give up on her. I'll be travelling around the world and see people get saved by my own mom. So impossible. No hope on my piece of paper right off. Taada harapan untuk keselamatan ibu saya. But God was gracious. I mean, no, God is so gracious and long-suffering. He loves me. He loves my mom. So one day, the Lord spoke to me. Your mom's time is getting short. I knew what the Lord meant. I started to pray for her. I started to pray earnestly for her. I said, Lord, out of desperation, I pray this prayer. Lord, even at a deathbed, give her a chance to hear the gospel. I was surprised hearing myself praying that prayer because at that point, she was healthy. She was going about walking. And shortly after that, she was totally bedridden. She was unwell. And what was so amazing is, 
my parents' house is about 200 meters from the church that I grew up and I got saved, Assembly of God, Glad Tidings. And God touched two ladies, a hairdresser and a nurse, that every Sunday afternoon, I don't know how they knew about my mom's condition, they will come and visit my mom, they will cook porridge, they will cut her hair, massage her, just basically show the love of Jesus. Two weeks before my mom passed away, she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. There is hope in difficult and hopeless situation. This is a testimony. Many years ago, I was preaching in SIB like this Sunday. This family, this girl rather, grew up the only child in the family. Her father was a self-made businessman. Successful, rich, self-made, brilliant and very hard man. For 28 years, the daughter said he had never seen the father cry even once. Even when his father, he, I mean, the girl's father's mother, which is her, her grandmother, died. The father didn't even cry when his mother died. Such a man, isn't it? So, when she got born again, she began to pray for her parents' salvation, began to invite the father to go to church with her, and she attends SIB. So every Sunday, she would persuade the father. The mother kind of agreed if the father goes. So every Sunday, she would try and persuade, Dad, why don't you come with me to church? And the dad says, oh, I, I don't need God. I don't need church. I'm, I'm okay. I'm multimillionaire, successful. When she turned 28, and she had one last Sunday before she get married and immigrate to New Zealand. One last Sunday, and she said, Dad, this is my last Sunday. Give this as my wedding gift. Come to church just once, just, just once. You won't see me anymore. I won't ask you anymore. I'm going to New Zealand after I get married. Please. Any, any hard-hearted, stone-made, heart of a father will, will give in, right? The only daughter, only child. So reluctantly, he came to church and it was S-I-V-K-L. And that morning, I was preaching. And before I preached, I sang this BM song. There's something about Bahasa. I enjoyed preaching Bahasa. Selagi kamu bernafas, ada harapan. Selagi kamu melihat matahari bersinar, ada harapan. Amen. So that that morning, I was singing the song. Kaulah Tuhanku, Kaulah Rajaku, Kau yang termulia di bumi dan di syurga. Ku sembah kau Tuhan. It was just a very simple song. What was amazing as we all worship that simple song, the daughter turned and shocked of her life. 28 years, never seen the father cry once. And now the father was touched, was weeping and crying like a baby. That Sunday, the father came and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Six months after she got married, she left. For New Zealand, the father was diagnosed with lung cancer. The doctor gave maximum three months. 
on her dying moment, the daughter flew back to see the father for the last time. And it was a very intimate moment between daughter and father at the deathbed. And she didn't know what to say. She didn't know what to do. She started to sing this song, Kaula Tuhanku. As she sang, the father just lifted up his hand, hardly could do it by this time, was skin and bone, looked towards heaven and gone to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a wonderful clap offering. You know, I said Pastor Chu is the father, spiritual father of Malaysia because God has used this church to impact Malaysia. And more than that, I believe you're going to host the revival, the move of God in this land. You know, no church, listen to this, no church, no English church in Malaysia have ever impacted Sabah, Sarawak except SIB. Think for a moment. Well, there is hope, my church, my friend. There is hope. Now, next point. Faith and hope are twins. You cannot give up hope because faith must anchor on hope. Hope is something that will support faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. As long as you hold on to hope, you'll see the breakthrough. You must hold on to hope because hope will cause your faith to be released. As a preacher, I meet all kinds of people who goes through all kinds of situations. I was preaching overseas and I met this Chinese couple. Have only one child, only one daughter. All their hopes and dreams are only on one child. Sounds very familiar. Never mind, you don't understand. I just told my wife yesterday, I said, thank God I only have one son. I don't know how I can take more than one. My parents had 10. Oh, she has so much grace. Anyway, this couple came to me in the meeting. The mother, the wife was telling with tears running down her eyes. She said, all my hope was on her. And one day she came back home and she said, I married a Muslim man. She was brought up in a Christian church. Go to church. The mother said, the wife said, I was so broken. My heart was so broken. I felt like committing suicide. Pastor, what should I do? I said, dear, I, I got no answer. I'm not God. But I can tell you something. Don't give up hope. I took out my CD and I said, just do something what you can and God will do what you cannot. Just take my CD because this CD is very special. Not because we did it, but I tell you, this CD will not only help you to worship, but help you to pray. I said, take this CD to your daughter's room. Play, worship God and pray. I, I, I don't have the answer, but I told her one little advice. Don't cut off from your son-in-law. If you do, you'll lose your daughter. That's what I told her. I said, God, I don't know how God do it. I'm not God. I cannot speak on behalf of Him unless God gave me a word. And I got no word. And I felt so sorry for them. What happened was they trusted, they prayed, they sought God. Two years passed. Two and a half years passed. Suddenly one day I received a text. 
the son-in-law had an encounter with Jesus. He accepted the Lord. Parents and the son-in-law and the daughter came for my conference and I had the privilege to lay my hand on this daughter and son-in-law and bless them. Say, there is hope. Say, there is hope. Romans 4, the story about Abraham. Time passes quickly. I wish it stopped. Anyway, it's alright. I take a little bit of more time. Today is special because Spirit of God is going to move. You're going to be so blessed. Now, here's a story about Abraham. Hebrews 4, 17 and 18. I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of whom whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Also contrary to hope, in hope belief, so that he become the father of many nations according to what was spoken. Alright, the background of the story. At this time, Abraham was 99. When he received the promise he's going to be a father of nations, he was 75. At 75, Sarah the wife was barren for whatever reason. That's already bad enough. Now, at 99, Abraham, the wife already menopause. That means to top Gadai. Any gyni here? To make things bad, Abraham at 99 cannot perform, which means uh, probably they didn't have access to Viagra and Tonkat Ali. If you don't know those both items, never mind, just leave it. So actually, Abraham needs three miracles. Am I right? Have you heard a menopausal wife gets pregnant? Anyway, Sarah got pregnant. The Bible used the word in a message when there is no hope. When there was hopelessness. Another translation says, against all hope. So, if you look at the natural, the medical, it is so hopeless. And yet, they got a miracle. Hallelujah. You know, I just came back from Sabah. I love Sabah, Sarawak, BM speaking. I'm so glad. Tomorrow, I'm going to Penang for a BM conference, speaking in pure BM together with my wife. Oh, it's so sweet about Bahasa Malaysia. Anyway, we were in Sabah speaking in the Bahasa church. Pastor Alok and his wife, Iflin, shared an amazing testimony. I cried when I heard that testimony. At three and a half months pregnant, Iflin, the wife, discovered that she was discharging water. Her am amniotic fluid was coming out. They went to the doctor, the gynae. The gynae was 38 years' experience. Look at the situation. Look at the x-ray. There was no water. So, hospitalized for the next two weeks and told the husband, there's no hope. The maximum the baby can survive is one week. And given... Beyond that, maybe two weeks. 38 years of experience, sure cannot one. So, Pastor Alok asked the doctor, is the baby still alive? He said, yes. 
And the doctor encouraged them to abort the baby because there's going to be infection, it's going to affect the mother, the baby will surely die, and the mother may also die. That was a very negative, hopeless prognosis of the whole situation. So after two weeks in the hospital, no change, Pastor Alok says, let's go back. I mean, there's no change, there's no medical help, let's go back. So, took the wife back. Every week, they will go for checkup. Same result, same thing, but the baby is still alive. So Michael Alok says, look, as long as the baby is alive, we will not abort. If it dies, well, there's nothing we can say or do, but if the baby is still alive, we're not going to abort. Three and a half months to seven months, every night, every day, the water will come out. And when they took the x-ray, it was like dried up, you know, and the normal one is so beautiful, okay? At seven months of pregnancy, Jesus visited the wife one night. She saw the glory, the love. This beautiful face of Jesus came and just gave her a hug and then left without saying a word. The next day, stopped. All the water stopped coming out. From seven months to nine months was a normal, perfect, pregnancy. At, at seven months, when they took the x-ray, the water all came back normal. At nine months, normal delivery, normal birth, safe baby, healthy mother. Wow! I thought my son died in a womb at two months was a great miracle. Yes! God still performed miracle. There is hope, my friend. Alright, let me quickly give you three points how to cause your faith to be alive in the midst of hopeless situation. Firstly, Jesus still reigns. Jesus is alive and He still reigns. Amen? As long as Jesus is alive and still reigns, He can perform miracles, He can do whatever, even though naturally you lose hope. There was a single lady at 55, still hoping to get married. Any single lady here above 50, still longing to get married? She came to my conference, the right conference, and was sharing about the 10 camels in Genesis chapter 24 that brought Rebecca to Isaac. You go back and read the story. And I give them a prophecy in that conference, your camel is going to bring your Rebecca. In other words, your investment is going to be prosperous. Your life partner or whoever you're believing or parents you are praying for, your son or daughter's uh, or wedding, the camels are coming. Hallelujah. May this be a prophetic word for you, the camels are coming. So this lady, 53, sat next to Shirley, who is my good friend, laughed. He says, my Arabian night is going to come and marry me. Watch what you speak. A few months after that, she met a 57-year-old medical doctor. Guess what? They got married. Hey, there's hope, my dear friend, no matter what it is. Well, Sarah at 90, still a king interested in her. At 90, 90. Well, when you reach 91, then no more hope. I've got no more scriptures to give you. Say, there is hope when Jesus is on the throne. 
Let me tell you another story. I'm, all my stories are real, personal, real people, all right? Another couple have three children. This is in Sabah. Something about Sabah. This couple have three children. Actually, they attend SIB Skyline. Anyway, two sons and one daughter. The daughter is the eldest. The wife was serving in the Sunday school. The two sons were in the worship team. Uh, the three, three children, all of them were in the worship team. The father is a businessman. One day, when the daughter turns 21, hell broke loose. She will go out drinking, get drunk at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, stole the father's credit card. The situation was so bad that the mother could not speak to the daughter. They only speak through the father. Now, you can imagine how bad the situation is. Same thing, they came to see me. Same thing, I recommend. Take my CD. Hey, it works lah. For 30 ringgit or 20 ringgit, it works. I mean, worth it, right? Anyway, it's not the CD. It's Jesus. It's you releasing your hope and your faith. So, this couple came and said, help. I said, well, I'm not God, but I told them something interesting. I said, God is a miracle worker, but He's not a magician. What's the difference? A magician, flowers. Zoop, the rabbit. God is a miracle worker, but He's not a magician. In other words, when God performs miracles, there's a time, there's a purpose, there's a plan. God don't simply come around and, and do miracles for women fancy, but He responds to faith and hope. He has a purpose and a time, just like there was appointed time for Sarah to give birth to Isaac. There's a perfect time for Malaysia to receive the visitation. Don't give up, alright? So here was this case. I said, take a CD, pray, go to the daughter's room when she's not in. She's still not married, so she's in. Lay hands on the pillow, the bed, and just pray, pray in tongues, worship God, that God would touch her. Guess what? Nothing happened. One year passed by, guess what? Nothing happened. Two years passed by, nothing happened. You see, as long as we don't give up, we will see the breakthrough. Did you hear what I say? As long as we don't give up, we will see the breakthrough. Whether it's believing God for Malaysia, your family's salvation, or healing, or whatever. And after more than three years, persevering in prayer and believing God, one day the daughter came back, says, I want to follow you all to church. For more than three years, she has not followed. She came to church that day. God touched her. She came and gave her life to Jesus. Today, she's a missionary in a foreign country. Turn to your neighbor and say, there is hope. Secondly, miracles still happen. You know, when I talk about miracle, I'm so amazed. When you read the Bible, you can't escape but see the miracle of God. Am I right? Everything God does is miraculous. Water flow out from the rock. Water flow out from the rock. Siawa. Try, try water flow out from the rock or not. But water did. Anyway, too many miracles, but miracles still do happen. Let me share a personal one. Sometime last year, uh, we went. We go for a walk at about six, five forty-five in the morning every morning. So one morning, the last night was a big thunderstorm, and we passed by 
our house in front, there was a huge Christmas tree. Underneath was full of wild mushroom. So when my wife saw the mushroom, her eyes grew so big. She loves mushroom. The mother used to do those wild mushrooms. So she came back. She was so excited. She took a big basin and collected all the mushroom. And she's going to cook stir fry and mushroom soup. So I said, hey, got poison one. Huh? Do you know or not? She said, oh, don't worry, Paul. I know how to test. My mother taught me how to test what is poisonous and what is not. So to make the short story long, she cooked. At about 12 o'clock, she had to her satisfaction. And then she said to me, Paul, don't you want to try some of my mushroom? I said, uh, let me wait and see. If you don't die, then I will try. You see, I realized my mouth is so prophetic. I got to really watch my words many times. It's so prophetic. At three o'clock in the afternoon, I received a text. Can you imagine receive a text message from my wife in the same house? She said, come to the room, come to the toilet. I saw her sitting down on the toilet. She was vomiting and diarrhea at the same time. For the three hours, she was throwing up and giving out. Anybody had diarrhea before? Don't put up your hand. Well, now it's about five. She's on the bed, on a mattress, and she said this to me, call ambulance. It was so faint. Call. If my wife say call ambulance, you know, huh? it's very critical. Believe me, she's a woman of faith. She got more faith than me. But for some strange reason, I said, hold on first. Let, let me pray first. I lifted up both my hands to heaven. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, just neutralize the poison in the body. I prayed the second prayer. Father, send an angel and bring the healing balm. And I lay hands on her and start praying thanks. As I did, she fell asleep. When she fell asleep, I realized I also ate the mushroom. I jokingly told her if she don't die, I'll eat, but, but I ate after she left. You know how Eve gave Adam the fruit? Women bring problems, but men suffer. Anyway, then I start checking, you, am I going to have diarrhea, vomiting? Whew. I was waiting to go to the toilet. I was waiting to warm it, you know. About 7 o'clock in the evening, my wife got up, totally miraculous healed. I just realized, thank God I wasn't trained medically. I just realized she could have died. Actually, she could have died because when I touched her, she, she looks like Chinese. She's Indian, right? She looks like Chinese. She was pale. Her body was cold. And I knew life was leaving her. I'm just thinking, if I call ambulance, half an hour, come half an hour, go, this probably die on the way. Now, let, let me say this disclaimer, alright? Don't do what I did. Unless God really speak to you. Now, what happened to me, I believe there was a gift of faith. The next question, how come you didn't have vomit and diarrhea? God loves me a little bit more. <laughs> Lastly, Simply trust Him. How to keep your foot alive? Just simply trust Him. 
Now, I told you about Pastor Michael Alok's story. And actually, Pastor Michael Alok sought God. Say, God, what should I do? Should I abort, just like the doctor suggested, my wife is in danger? The Lord just asked him one question. Do you trust me? Maybe this morning, God sent me here to ask you this question. Do you trust God? Do you trust God that God can do a miracle? Do you trust God that things can turn around? Do you trust God it's not time to die? You will not die. Amen? A lady in the 60s texts me. She said, I'm in this cancer condition. I knew there was so much fear and anxiety in her. I'm going for an operation. I text her. I said, don't worry, sister. It's not time for you to go. God has more work for you to do. You will stay and declare the glory of God. She's still alive. One last testimony and I close. Actually, I only exceeded 1 minute 27 seconds. Not bad, huh? Okay, one last story. You want some more? You want some more? Sure. I got a lot of stories, huh? Sure you want? In the year 1992, that's 30 years ago. I'm married for 32 years. I'm only 40. 32 years ago, I was married. But in the year 1992, I was just married two years. I was privileged, honoured to be the candidate of dengue fever. You know dengue fever? Anybody here know somebody died of dengue fever? Can I see your hand? I didn't know how serious I was until I landed in KLGH, the best hospital in the whole world. I was on the third ward. The, the ward was so near the door and, and the fan was so old. I thought if I don't die of dengue, the fan will kill me and drop down. You know, you're just new in the ministry. You don't have private hospital, don't have money to pay. So you landed in GHKL. Every morning and evening, one doctor will come and examine me. And they always ask this standard question, are you bleeding? Well, why always ask the question, are you bleeding? Are you bleeding? Every time they thoroughly check me, are you bleeding? I didn't know when the pallet count is so low, you start bleeding through your nose, through your anus, through your whatever. Third morning, I found I was bleeding when I went to the toilet. I said, oh, you, jalados, finish, gone, pochi, pochi. That morning, strangely, instead of one doctor, four doctors came. Four. They checked me and then they had some mini seminar and they saw this lady, this Indian lady sitting at the corner about three feet away looking intently at this man and looking at the doctors. So one of the doctors went to her, uh, how is this man related to you? She said, uh, he's my husband. It's very unusual for a Chinese man to marry an Indian wife. It's already very rare an Indian man married a Chinese wife. What more the other way? Okay, anyway, the doctor told her, Get ready for the worst. Isn't that exciting? Doctors are really exciting, right? They are bearer of bad news. But God sent me here to tell you that I'm a bearer of good news. My feet are anointed for good news. You know, Psalms 139 says, Your days 
are returned. Do you know all of your days are returned? All your days are held in His hand. No time to die, you won't die. Anna. Okay, anyway, let me tell my story, finish. That night, I knew I was dying. How do you know you're, you're dying? Anybody here died before? I tell you how you know. Strength and life flows out. You know when you're bleeding, strength. And, and, and you know it can't stop, right? Because the pellet count is so low. Strength starts to leave. I was looking at myself. Hey God, this cannot be, man. 1992, I'm only how old? Please, I'm only 31 years old. I just started my ministry. I just got married. Don't even have children yet. I said, ah, maybe God, you got a plan. Jesus, I know tonight you're going to visit me. You're going to heal me and then give me the healing power to go to the nations, right? Hallelujah. So I waited, waited, waited. Nothing happened. So I changed my prayer. I said, Jesus, maybe my case is not that serious. Just send an angel. I always believe in angels. So I waited, waited, no angels. So I drifted to sleep. And then I heard this footstep. Oh, somebody's coming. All white. Ah, angel coming. At last, it was a nurse. So I slept. I don't know how Peter could sleep when he knows the next day is going to be executed. Anyway, I slept. What can you do, right? There's nothing you can do except trust God. Simply trust Him. Lord, my life is in your hand. Anyway, that night I had a dream, a very interesting dream. I saw this huge clock, huge clock. And it was at 11.59. And the small second hand was about to tick. And I just knew in that dream as I look at this clock intently, that when the small second hand touched 12, I'll be totally healed. I cannot explain that was my experience. So I looked intently, counted as it ticks towards 12. The moment it hit 12, I screamed and I got out. I said, I'm healed, I'm healed. Then I realized, hey, I'm in a hospital. I have drips and all over the place. Every morning, they will take the blood test. So that morning, they took the blood test as usual. I knew my pellet counts would be normal. And sure enough, when the result came out, I was normal. I was discharged. My dear friend, there's hope. It's not time for you to die. No matter what happened, you will stay. God can do miracles. Just simply trust Him. Let's stand to our feet this morning. All of my days are held in the hand. Come on, the goodness of God. How many know God is good? Not just singing it, but experience it. The goodness of God. Come on, worship Him. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And as you sing this, I want to give it all the call. Maybe you've given her up hope on something. Maybe your dreams are dashed. Maybe you think it's not possible. But with God, all things are possible. You know the time has gone, but I know that in eternity, it is timeless. Understand? So you don't want to miss the miracle. I would open the altar. Even we have to minister until 1 p.m. We minister until 1 p.m. But I don't want you to miss the miracle because you're rushing out for a lunch appointment or because you want to come out to be the traffic jam. Because in the eyes of God, He wants to work a miracle because Jesus is still reigning. Amen. So I'm going to open the altar and people will pray for you and minister to you, not because we pray for you, but because you responded in faith to a hope 
in your situation, whether it be for your business, whether it be for your healing, whether it be for somebody's healing, your wife, your, 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 your loved one, your, your, your colleague or your parents, or even you pray for your children, or for your career, whatever it is, even for a husband or a wife. Remember the 57-year-old doctor? All right, so whatever it is, I'm going to open the altar. You come in faith because faith attracts God. Faith attracts God. How much? Mustard seed, that's all that is needed. I believe that when you come forward, you're demonstrating, whether for upstairs as well, online as well, we're going to open the altar. You come and receive whatever miracle you're hoping for. It will take place. Amen. Come, let's sing this song. The goodness of God. God is a good God. He's a great God. Amen. Let us, let us lift our hands to the Lord. God still performs miracles. You have a difficult person in your family. God can turn him or her around. You have a disease. You have an impossible case. You're believing God for salvation, for breakthrough. God is still on the throne. Just lift your hands and, and today, don't give up hope. Combine your faith and hope. Father, in the name of Jesus today, Lord, Lord, we know that you are good and your mercies endures forever. You are seated on the throne that you have all power, all authority on earth and in heaven. Every knee, every sickness, every impossible situation must bow their knees and declare that Jesus is Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, for today, the breakthrough, the healings, the miracle, that whatever they are believing God, and even for the move of God, the revival in Malaysia, it shall be done. It is done in the realm of the Spirit, and we shall see the manifestation, Lord, in the days ahead. And Lord, good news is coming. We receive that, Lord. The good news of the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. And Lord, we thank you that all of our days are held in your hand. Malaysia is held in Jesus' hand. And God will visit Malaysia. God will heal Malaysia. God will raise Malaysia. And the glory of God shall be seen through our land. And what the enemy has meant for evil, God will turn it for good. In Jesus' name, to God be the glory. Amen. Amen.